this is Leslie. And this is Liam, and we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode, Liam and myself will casually break down a wealth topic, and occasionally we'll invite a friend to do so with us. But today, just Leslie and I hanging on the beach, Leslie, it looks like. Yeah, I'm handling summer. And I'm, I'm hanging on a different type of beach in Ireland. So we're, we're, we're covering all sorts of different longitudes and latitudes here. But I'm glad that we're catching up, Leslie, because today we have an interesting question that was submitted by one of our listeners. Uh, selfishly, I'm piggybacking on the question because it's something that I'm not incredibly familiar with just yet. Um, and I know and I, I wanted to use the time to kind of have you talk through some strategies today, Leslie, because I know it's something that you've started to dive into. So the topic is what are online digital currencies? What is crypto? So Leslie, I'm also pretty vulnerable to the topic here. Um, I want to just continue to pick your brain here and maybe even dig deeper than just this broad, okay, let's explain what digital currencies are. Let's explain what, explain what crypto is because I think there's a lot more to it. So great write-in by the listener. I could have also wrote in the same exact one. It's something that I want to pick your brain on. So Leslie, where do you start with what are online digital currencies? What is crypto? I'm so excited for this topic. And I feel like this is a topic where if you are particularly passionate about this, DM us, comment on our posts, mm-hmm. reach out to us. We are all kind of watching this like, sir, I'm going to use a lot of lingo, like, you know, warning. We're watching this surge of like altcoins, like coming into the mix. We're watching the surge of Bitcoin. People are saying it might get to 500,000 per per coin in the next five years. We're looking at all kinds of different regulations as regarding to cryptocurrency. And most recently, as part of the blockchain technology, I know, lingo, we'll, we'll back into it. As part of the blockchain technology, we have an onset of these kind of brand new assets called non-fungible tokens, also known as NFTs. Mm, NFTs. Whether you're a content lover in the music industry, in design, in traditional art, or maybe you're like an NBA fan and you're like, why the hell is Mark Cuban tweeting about NFTs? This is the conversation that's currently happening around cryptocurrencies, around blockchain technology, around Bitcoin, and all of that being said, there's so much learning to do. So Liam, I'm so on board to dive into this with you today. I am so also on board for any listeners who are like particularly excited about this topic. I'm thinking about Gabe, who was on season one, who kind of walked us through a little bit about kind of like uh, cryptocurrencies. But Listeners, if you're hearing this right now, this is your invitation to join us on this conversation. We'd love to pull one of you up for our next Seeds episode. But all that being said, Liam, cryptocurrencies are actually a really simple concept. And it's the idea that currency is not backed by a government, not backed by a bank, but instead maintained by a decentralized system using cryptography. So the most basic, basic, basic understanding of cryptocurrencies and and all of the Bitcoins, altcoins that you're hearing about on the news or on Twitter, 
basically what we're saying is we are using coding, which is the definition of crypto, crypt, cryptography, excuse me, coding to be able to back up currencies. And what's so cool about that is based on the mathematics, based on the engineering of these very, very specific decentralized systems, that coding can be extremely sophisticated to the point where you can have thousands of people helping to verify transactions, kind of like your bank is like, hey, is this you, Leslie? Yep, it's me, Capital One. I'm buying stuff at Target again. Then you can use thousands of other people who are on this decentralized system to verify it's you, also help transfer money and receive money. And because of demand, we're getting back to that simple like economic supply and demand conversation, because the demand for these currencies increases, the value of these currencies also increases. One of the things that is so attractive to so many people about cryptocurrency, even though it's quite risky because it's something truthfully we haven't really seen in the, in the past until Bitcoin was formed. One of the things that's so attractive is that because this is a system that's kind of almost deemed valuable by how many people are buying into it, it can, in a sense, feel almost more connected with the market it's serving than a bank or than a government, a centralized system who's kind of making the rules from the top and then everyone is subject to those rules. So I know that was a really big overview, Liam. I'm sure you have more questions for me and I will be honest with you if I've got it or if I'm gonna phone a friend and wait for one of our audience members to help us out in our DMs. Awesome. Because Leslie, I, I think something that's extremely interesting to me, and thank you for that overview of crypto. I feel like I have like an understanding of like what it is, I guess, but like what makes it so volatile? There's so many question marks I still have. Mm. What's really interesting to me is a lot of these big banks mm. that are coming out and announcing that they are now crypto friendly here in 2021 is really interesting to me. I know it's had a big impact on the volatility of crypto over the past year. Mm -hmm. Some of those bank banks, the likes of, I think, Ally Financial, or Ally Bank, I guess, in this case, mm -hmm. um, USAA, Goldman Sachs, Barclays. I know JP Morgan Chase even mentioned that they have big plans for blockchain technology coming up here in 2021. So what could this mean for the future of crypto? Mm. Um, I'm going to pause there because <laughs> okay. th th there's just like so many other questions I have too, but I'm going to try to stay segmented on one right now. Yes. And then I want to yes. see where you take this one. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to try to do it justice, Liam, but I feel like, and I know we could spend hours, if not days talking about this. Yes. And yes. I'm and listeners, please write in too, because we <laughs> yeah. are not experts on this. I'm certainly not. Leslie has done a little bit more research than I have on the topic, but Leslie, yes. I'd Slight back over plug, to you. Yes, yes. Slight plug in on this topic. And one of the reasons why Liam and I were excited to tackle this one is I recently completed a course online through Coursera um, hosted by Princeton University on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency technologies. So that is a lot of where I'm pulling this information from. If you're curious about this, there's so many learning resources out there, but I'll definitely make sure we include that one in the podcast description. But anyways, Liam, your question was two part from my perspective. One mm -hmm. is kind of, you know, 
what can we make of kind of the current activity with cryptocurrencies? And then two, what does that mean for the future? And I think you brought up a really good distinction here, which is that we've talked about cryptocurrencies being this like, you know, way of kind of transacting currency through coding. But a huge part of what makes this possible is actually a buzzword that you mentioned, Liam, it's called the blockchain. And a blockchain is essentially a system of recording information that makes it difficult or nearly impossible to hack, change, or cheat that system. So that's super important. And one of the reasons why cryptocurrencies are not just kind of a kind of weird uh, or out there idea, they're actually really truly driving markets, in many cases, uh, underground markets, in other cases, entire economies. Um, through this technology and using kind of the engineering behind the blockchain to make sure that since we're dealing with people's money, that we're, we're making sure we're having valid transactions and that no one is hacking or cheating the system there. So what does that mean and, and what can we make of what's happening today? Well, I am sure that when this episode is launching, we're, we're aiming for kind of mid-April, when this episode is launching, we are seeing a huge surge in not only Bitcoin and cryptocurrency Twitter, which is like a whole other entity, but also seeing a huge surge in the price and value of cryptocurrencies. Quite literally, how valued each coin is, which is the unit for cryptocurrencies, how valued each coin is compared to things like the US dollar or the Canadian dollar. Yes, guys, this is really money. This is really another currency, right? You could exchange it and actually buy into cryptocurrency and investing in these currencies themselves. So seeing kind of the incredible growth of the value of these coins based on other currencies we're more familiar with, like the US dollar, seeing huge corporations like the ones you mentioned, Liam, start to incorporate uh, the ability to track cryptocurrencies or buy into cryptocurrencies or be able to just in general serve cryptocurrencies to their users shows us that this proof of concept that a really, really brilliant and also somewhat anonymous founder of Bitcoin uh, decided to come up with is actually showing its value. It's actually something that a lot of people across many different geographies are getting excited about. That Bitcoin founder, Satoshi Nakamoto, he is actually, that it's actually an alias. Nobody knows who the actual founder is, but he's created this wonderful ecosystem and domino effect of being able to really use cryptocurrencies as a valid currency, a valid way of exchanging value. And so what we're seeing today is actually widespread adoption of using these coins. What we're also seeing today, Liam, and I have to say this with like a lot of nuance, I think we're seeing a lot of excitement around this general new industry and new currency. And because of that, we might also be seeing a lot of inflation in terms of the value of this currency. Everyone is hearing, oh my gosh, Ally Bank is now allowing us to... Uh, track or transact with Bitcoin. That means Bitcoin's doing super well. That means I want to go invest in Bitcoin and buy a lot of Bitcoin. Well, when that happens and when that happens like tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of times over and over again, that's kind of what starts to inflate the value of, of these coins such that people are not just buying them to be able to, you know, barter and check out 7-Eleven. People are buying them because they're saying, oh my gosh, they're going to increase in value and I want to hold on to it to ride this gold rush. Okay, 
super exciting, also somewhat risky, right? I think we can all see that coming. What we're seeing today is actually an indication of the proof of concept really working of the blockchain technology. And we're also seeing a little bit of that kind of more bullish attitude towards this new industry, towards these new types of currencies by investors, both experienced and inexperienced. When we think about the future, I wish I had this crystal ball. We have, if I had this crystal ball, whew, my retirement plans would be all set already today, okay? I think that in general, we're going to start seeing a lot more countries such as back, I think in 2019 or 2020, even Venezuela was considering moving their currency into a crypto type currency. So really leveraging this technology even more. I think we're gonna see a lot more uses of the blockchain technology. So taking it out of the whole currency debate, actually using more systems that are almost impossible or very, very difficult to change or hack or cheat. And I think we're also gonna to start to see, as we can always anticipate, more regulation within the cryptocurrency industry. Of course, as an investor, I would love to see Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Dogecoin all go up to millions of dollars because that would make me very rich. But also at the same time, I think once we start seeing that real critical mass of people using these currencies, we're also gonna to start to see the government wanting to, in some ways, get part of the pie. Also, in some ways, make sure that inexperienced investors don't get burned. That was a lot. I know that was a lot, but I got so excited. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes, that is somebody that has taken a course on this. So thank you, Leslie. And I'm really curious to see what kind of listener DMs that uh, we get in uh, as a reaction to this episode dropping. Um, Leslie, I feel like we've really planted the seed here. And I want to make sure that our listeners know how this initial topic could, could grow and inspire its own wealth journey. What is kind of your headline takeaway of this topic of digital currencies and cryptos? I'm going to, I'm going to bring it down a level below where we've been, Liam, which is like the mm -hmm. high level. And I'm going to bring it down to like the individual who wants to get in on the ground and wants to invest in crypto and wants to like be able to quit their job in nine months because they hit the jackpot. Okay. This is not going to be like the fun, sexy part. This is going to be like the real actual advice. Okay. Just like investing in any other asset, if you're investing in crypto, know your exit strategy, okay? If you're planning on putting in a significant portion of your income into this market, one, I would be really cautious about putting anything more than that 5-10% range into something super risky. But two, I would be really, really clear on what your exit strategy is. If you go into investing in cryptocurrencies without the idea of I'm riding this out for the long term, Leslie, or Leslie, I want to double my money or I want to quadruple my money and then I'm taking it out, you are very likely to get swept away with the tide and that tide can go in either direction. I have to say that, especially for those inexperienced investors that are listening to this episode. The second primary takeaway is if your goal is, Leslie, you know what? I'm riding out this market for the long run. You better be able to tell me why. <laughs> and I don't want to hear Bitcoin's going to hit 500K in five years. Based on what? If you can't answer those fundamental questions, absolutely take play money and chat about it with your friends. Take play money and like dabble if you really want to, if you can afford to lose that money. But when we talk about being really, really 
informed and intelligent investors, so much of that is understanding what you're investing in and what your ultimate end goal is. I can tell you and would love to have a secondary episode on why I'm super excited about Bitcoin and why I'm super excited about cryptocurrencies. But the reality is that most people who are investing in these currencies truly don't understand what their end goal is. At that point, that is an indicator that you should be only investing what you can afford to lose and not just trying to ride a wave, which might ultimately crash and burn on either side. So again, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I feel like we really planted this seed here. And Liam, thank you so much for shooting over these questions. I know I talked quite a bit in this episode, but truly listeners, this podcast is great because of you. We want to hear these questions, the good, the bad, the ugly. So DM us on Instagram or Twitter, and we can't wait to hear from you. Yes, and our community is all collectively pursuing happiness. So let us help you achieve your goals, celebrate you when you do. We're excited to hear from you. And lastly, Liam, thanks for creating this space. This is awesome. I'm so glad we have just a chance to catch up, connect, and talk through some topics that like on Twitter, honestly, I get so overwhelmed by. (laughs) Yes, amen. We're signing off for now. Excited to see your DMs. Leslie, great to chat with you. See you soon. Sign it off.